0: Necessity is the mother of invention, so get ready for a mother of a ride. Gas up your laptops, your tablets, and devices, cause our asses are all quarantined inside. More and more every day, the world, it feels so very far
1: away. Less and less things to do, so pull up a chair and let us talk to you.
0: i'm summer i'm andrea she teaches english she's a historian and this is the more and more everyday podcast a daily blog and interview series to capture and preserve the stories of students and teachers in a world on the brink of change 2020 the year of covid 19 quarantine and social change brought to you by the south phoenix oral history project
1: at south mountain community college
0: Today's interview is with Denise Habish, a high school counselor in Phoenix, Arizona. When Denise and I talked in April, she was just about to send off the graduating class of 2020 from Moon Valley High School. At the time, she wasn't really sure how the school was going to celebrate commencement. She was just then adjusting to the realities of living, working, and teaching in the COVID-19 era. She had a lot to share about the fun she was having, trying out new technologies like Screencastify and video chats. But what really got to me was how joyful Denise seemed when it came to the unique opportunities that she had to connect with parents and students in a completely new way in the COVID-19 era.
1: Very good. So my name is Denise Alhabish. I am a high school
0: counselor, and I am at Moon Valley High School. Very good. Thank you. And my first question for you, Denise, is how are you doing? (laughs) hanging in there. We're doing great. Good. What have been some highs and lows of this experience?
1: Um, Some highs have been, I feel, more so now than I did when I was actually at work, been able to connect with parents. Um, They're itching to find out what is happening. It's more on a, a human component of just being grateful that, the school's contacting them, and that they're hearing from a different human, Um, and this, even if the answer is not what they were hoping for, they're still just grateful that people are there trying to help them, and connect with them, and work with them, and so calling parents, it's never been like a a fear, or like a dislike of mine, but it's been way more enjoyable in this format, just to see the human nature come out of Of people so that's been a high I feel like there's been a perspective of being great that they're just healthy and they understand this is a sad scenario but at the end of the day they're doing okay so that's been a high for sure. Um, I would say a low you just can tell I mean the senior they're sad they're down they lost everything that just seemed like a right for them, their right of passage and, you know, moving on to, to transitioning to adulthood is just, I think they're still in shock. They don't even know how to process that something like this is happening and that I'm kind of in that position myself. And so that's been hard.
0: Yeah, they're missing prom and graduation and baseball and softball season. I mean, it's heartbreaking
1: yeah and it sounds like oh it's me and there's so much other worse things that can happen again they're all they're healthy in that regard but you know I I think it's okay to say I didn't ever think something like this would ever happen and I still don't can't wrap my head around it and I think that's all okay and that they don't have really an out I mean social media that's how they've they have grown up to like communicate but it's different now like when that's all outside contact is taken away from you that's that's hard, and just knowing sometimes those kids that's not a safe place for them to be and they're kind of trapped. It's what it seems like to some of them is hard. So:
0: Oh man, I was a senior at Moon Valley High School long ago, <laughs> and I remember of my senior year and how special it was. So my heart goes out to those kids, and um, I'm glad they're making the most of it as much as they can, and they're lucky to have you on their side. <laughs> You're
1: so sweet. You. We try. We try really hard.
0: Yeah. One of the things we are looking at is the concept of the watershed moment. So history tends to track gradual change over time, or we track something that's considered like a catalyst, like a major world war or something. And so as we're doing these interviews, we're really interested if people can actually, and if you can actually pinpoint a date in the last couple of months where it genuinely seemed like everything changed for you.
1: Uh, I would say like Friday the 13th is when we were driving back from LA. We were supposed to be there. My husband was in a competition. um, that got canceled because of the ripple effect. I feel like honestly, once the NBA announced that they were postponing or canceling their season it just exploded and so you know coming home from LA that night and was seen going to the grocery store my husband and realizing the shelves were empty and it was shocking as like I've heard about this and I hear people but I just didn't want to believe it I guess that i was like no that can't be like, what do you mean and so uh, we stocked up on any frozen goods that we can and that's when it was like Okay, this is serious. Like we need to be, we need to find out what's happening. So yeah, I would say Friday thirteenth in March.
0: Yeah, that's a common date. People have said the eleventh, twelfth, or thirteenth most commonly. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Uh, how did you or your school initially communicate with students? We
1: use um, a lot of schools have like a robocall type of um, like system where you can contact a bigger group of people at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can personalize it you can use like a voice from your principal or um you know text messaging all those kinds of things and so um I believe like immediately like email content was sent out following by a call from the principal um as far as like the stages you know we're gonna extend spring break for another week and then you know once we got a new update same kind of process happened through email and their mobile call hey we just sent you an email so what's happening and you know they've used that for quite a bit um, until they started using more site as like district email principal call mm-hmm. district email principal call and now it's more site-based okay
0: and as a counselor how have you been communicating with students in the last couple of weeks
1: um, so similar kinds of this interview either uh, a phone call or a one-on-one like video for that personal uh, connection just trying to keep anything that can be close to normal uh, as possible uh, has been refreshing I think for both the kids and I I mean we're just used to that human interaction and so it seems close (laughs) when you get to see someone's face and and talk to them like that so um, but you know sometimes they don't have the capability or the patients to go through, how do I sign up for your link? And so sometimes a phone call is is easier and and better for them. But, you know, if it's not, they'd rather have that face-to-face, we'll do a meeting like this. Yeah.
0: Well, one of my questions for you specifically as a counselor is, how are you helping students navigate the next step in their academic career or future? You know, how are you helping students who are college-bound or students who are maybe juniors and going into their senior year? So how are you helping students navigate to the next step in their academic careers?
1: So freshman, sophomore, and junior level, things haven't changed that much other than continually going after them and them know what opportunity they have to increase their grade point average. So all of us have our own like counseling Google Classroom. I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, at Moon Valley, we, our caseloads are cohort based. And so um, I have the whole sophomore class. And um, so early on in the school year, I created my own Google Classroom for them so that I can keep them up to date on things that are sophomore specific and send them messages and things like that. And so. Uh, technology, honestly, I'm so glad the internet's not breaking, because like, that has been like a wonder tool for all of us to still be able to function as closely as possible as we did before the school closures happened. Um, using Screencastify to post videos on our Google Classroom to connect with kids about what their next steps are, but really just focusing on not just passing your classes, but grade improvement. Like you have some kids sitting at a high C, like turn that C to a B. Yeah. Like, what's gonna happen? You have all these scholarship opportunities that are lining up for you. Like, take advantage of the opportunity right now. Your teachers are here waiting for you to turn in miss work or you know whatever. The word has got out quickly that grades can't go down, and so do whatever you can to bring them up. And so we've been really hitting them hard in, in that regard um, through technology, and yeah. then with our seniors, it really is from day one. It was one on one, personal phone call we gotta get you going and and let's move forward. And we're lucky enough to have, even though we're in a cohort system, we're not gonna leave our senior counselor you know, to herself. So we all divide up and um, spoke with them one-on-one. We have a college and career center specialist. um, And so he was on board helping us with that. So that limited us to about 65 kids per person instead of like 80 some. And so that was wonderful that we were able to contact them one-on-one and then really help them finalize their plans. And we're like, we don't know. We're like we'll help you through it once we hear yeah. what you're supposed to do but it definitely started with that that phone call i mean before we technically were back in virtual school we were already calling our seniors making sure that yeah. they were getting what they needed and their questions were were answered and we gave them the tools for the next step and not just saying
0: Okay, great. <laughs> I'll get back <laughs> with that. Yeah, sorry about graduating, <laughs> You know, so. What are you guys doing for graduation? Are you doing a drive-through or a virtual ceremony or anything like that?
1: They are still waiting to find out the most up-to-date news, and I actually appreciate that because at first was like, "Bye at the bit, what's happening?" That was the first question anyone anyway, we call the senior, like, "Hey, how's it going? What's happening with graduation?" <laughs> like, oh, <sweetie." laughs> That was week right before they even canceled school for the year, you know, I'm like, oh my, um, and I, obviously they want to know, and I, they all have been wonderful as far as being patient and understanding it. it is a process, we're kind of at the mercy of the governor, we wanted to wait and see what happens, because we gave our district all the feedback we heard from parents, they're willing to wait mm-hmm. if we need to do it in person, mm-hmm. you know, they don't necessarily want a virtual graduation, I mean, it's obviously better than nothing, but they're willing to wait, and so even if it goes into June or July, you know, even if it's in smaller chunks, we're supposed to be at Grand Canyon University, even if it's at, you know, the football stadium, you know, that's classic, graduation, we're all on the football field, they don't care if it's 115 degrees, they're they're willing, so they really are taking that feedback, and because of that, they're being very patient before they make a decision of what they're gonna do with graduation, but there's been so many talks and so many different plans that, you know, what if we do this, what if we do this, and so, We have like five different plans going and we'll see what ends up being as we get closer
0: to the middle of May. Yeah. Man, I hope that, I hope every school does a graduation even if it's like in January. I don't Mm -hmm. care, I just hope they open it back up so kids can get that chance to walk across the stage. Cause I think it'll be even more exciting and exhilarating and rewarding for the students who had to wait that long. I think it'll be
1: super special. It'd be cool if they did two at the same time, that'd be amazing. That'd be a good party, right? (laughs) (laughs) Double
0: the party. (laughs) So uh, have you, like you mentioned Screencastify, but have you experimented, and Google Classrooms, have you experimented with any new tools over the course of the last two months that have been kind of neat or fun for you?
1: That Screencastify, I didn't even realize that existed until now, and so that was definitely one of them. And it's so easy, and it's so fun, and it's like, I don't know. I, it blows my mind that something like that exists, and so um I think between that and just all of it, there's so many different video chat tools. Mm-hmm. I can even tell you Microsoft, I use theirs, Zoom duo with Google, Google Hangouts. Um, my mom uses Skype that sweet lady. <laughs> <laughs> like there's' been so many, so it's just neat to see how they all work and why they're different and yeah, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, so those are been the two major things, but other than that we're a very tech savvy department and so there's a lot of these things I've used prior to as mm-hmm. well as which is great because it wasn't a, as big of a stress for me when it's all kind of rolled out.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome and what are you doing in your own personal or professional life to establish a sense of normalcy?
1: Um, so my husband and I are really big into working out and so continuing with that has been wonderful. Uh, we're so grateful we live in a state where we can still do a lot of the similar things that we've done and because being outside so much with our girls and our family, we don't feel as stir crazy as I feel like I could have been like earlier on. And so uh, that's been helping a lot. And then just being with our kids, we have two little ones, four-year-old and a two-year-old and just being able to spend time with them and kind of slow things down and just really be there with them and not worried about, Trying to get dinner ready or work meetings or anything like that has really helped balance me out and not stress as much about stuff that's outside of my control
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great thank you uh what do you miss
1: my sister <laughs> i miss my family i miss seeing the cousins around each other and growing up and i miss being in my car and rolling the window down when the weather's nice I think I missed that boat now. (laughs) I might have to take a lap at four in the morning when it's still like 60 degrees. (laughs) Um, So small things like that. I feel like everything else was a great convenience, but I don't know if I necessarily miss it Mm -hmm. yet. There's a lot of stuff I did at home anyway, so I don't know how lame that is or if that's a good thing, I'm not sure, but just trying to get perspective of the bigger things so I don't pay attention to it as much, but... Mm-hmm. My family for sure, I miss them lot.
0: When you look ahead to the future, what are you hoping for and what are you fearful of?
1: I'm fearful that people are biting at the bit to get back to normal as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful that they understand and are realistic of how serious this is and they try their best to be patient and to be grateful that we can be in a different time where this would be so much harder. I mean, you think a hundred years ago when they had the Spanish flu or whatever it was called, uh, how do they function? Like, you know, with internet now and FaceTime and all these other things that are going on, you can still get your groceries, you can still, whatever it is. And so to be patient in the process, but I guess it's easier for me to say I don't have to worry about some other things that other people have to worry about, but just hoping people understand this is a big deal and we're barely scratching the surface. And uh, it's like, we're not even close to being normal. It's going to be a long time before we get there. And I think we get there faster if people just do
0: mm-hmm. more responsible things, so. What do you look, what do you think normal will look like when we get there? I do
1: think two things are going to happen. I think either there's going to be a vaccination or there's going to be immunity. So I do think normal will go back to normal, but I think there will be a lot of added Technology pieces to it that people do now that they didn't used to do before Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't think people will always have to do now an in-person meeting. I don't think like as far as work like I feel now more and more people will will go to that avenue Mm -hmm. of using technology to help them function Uh, So I anticipate that will happen, but I do feel life will go back to the way it was just like it does at any type of, of pandemic. I don't anticipate it being badly different. I just don't see it immediately happening. I think it's going be a long time before we get to that point, but
0: I do feel like we'll get there. Yeah. I just wonder because I've heard people say that like we'll never shake hands again, ever again, and I think there's no way, right? Yeah, I don't see that like, happening. shake hands and yeah. we'll hug, you know? Yeah. Oh, so weird. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra that seems particularly resonant at this time? I don't know.
1: My like, bad. <laughs> Some people don't do that. Some people do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't utilize them much at all. You see a lot of memes out there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty <laughs> pretty okay your face, but, <laughs> you know, returning are your, your grandkids back to your grandparents or whatever. like. <laughs> yeah but no nothing that like I don't know I think I'm just in survival mode and so I'm just trying to like push through and and not think too much about it other than just you know pray that people are doing what what needs to be done and and just hanging in there and just take it day by day but you know nothing like inspiring or but lifting or anything Mm -mm. yeah that's
0: okay it's about 50 50 some people have a quote some people are like no not at all but it's interesting to hear what people say yeah, um, I really only have two more questions for you. So the first is, if you were to find yourself looking at this blog or listening to this podcast, what would you be hoping to hear from students and faculty around the country about their experiences right now?
1: Them being healthy, honestly, I look at the numbers and I just, it hurts my soul. <laughs> Those poor people, just like, unexpectedly, I couldn't imagine having that kind of shock. So I, I hope they're taking care of themselves and they understand this is a big deal and that they're doing their part and that they see the bigger picture and they, they realize that, you know, this is hard and it's annoying and, you know, I'm sure there's times people feel like they lost their independence, they can't go out, they can't do anything. There really is something they can do about it like people do great things when they're faced with a challenge and so to take that and, and run with it and really better because of it and you know I just hope that they're doing well and that you know there's help out there there's ways if you need anything there's people there to help you and so that's all sorry
0: oh no <laughs> beautiful I always look for a moment in the interview that um would be a good title. And I think people do great things when presented with a challenge is an awesome title. So something pretty great came out of that. <laughs> um, okay this is this is just something kind of I'm doing this week, but our graduation was scheduled to be May 6th. I don't know when moon Valley's graduation was scheduled to be, but I'm trying to put together just a special little episode on the podcast for May 6th to go out to really anybody graduating in the year 2020. Uh, Just little words of support or motivation. So if you could say something to a high school or college graduate this May, um, what would you, what would you tell them? How would you congratulate them right now? you still did it <laughs> all
1: your time and your energy was 100% worth it regardless of how you celebrate and that we're so so very proud of you and we cannot wait to what you become once we get out of this craziness
0: yeah oh that's so good I love it my last question for you, Denise, is where can people find you if you want to share? You don't have to, but do you have a social media or an email or a faculty website that we could direct people to if they want to reach out?
1: Um, yeah, I'll do my personal email if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, it's Bryant D. so b-r-y-a-n-t-d-e-e at gmail.com,
0: so Bryant D at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Denise, so much for being with us today. It was wonderful to connect with you.
1: It was honestly an honor. I appreciate it so much. A school counselor's world is a little bit different than a teacher's view. And so I, for anyone out there that's listening, I, I thank you for, for listening, participating, and please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and, and hang in there you're going to blink and this is just going to be a distant memory and you're like remember when where were you when the pandemic happened and so keep a journal i don't know sorry like this is the longest goodbye ever but how cool would it be to go back to your kids or your grandkids one day to say this is what i was doing during this time this is what life was like because you think you'll remember everything but you're not going to so i'm sure you have some time on your hands so make sure you keep a journal Uh, i'll talk to you guys soon thank
0: you you can find us at southphoenixoralhistory.com. dot com. Send us an email at historysouthmountain at gmail dot com, or find us on social media at SMCC History. Music provided by Jake and Emily Speck.